I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart TV. Today I had wonderful Rachel Garovich come to join us today to share with you her knowledge about speaking in public, about writing books, all kinds of fantastic things. We broke it into two different episodes because there's so much content and we want to blow you guys away with her inspirational story of coming out and where she used to be, which was an Orthodox, I mean, honestly, this woman has some chutzpah, I think I said it right, of where she's come from and where she's going and where she's been, and I love her story so much. So I hope you guys check out both episodes with Rachel Garovich. Welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, help and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. If you have any questions and are watching us live on our Facebook page, you can comment and we will do our best to answer while we are live on the show, so do not be shy. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's The Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Rains. Welcome to Grateful Heart TV. We are starting episode two. Well, I don't know what number episode we really are on, but this is the <laughs> second episode we're doing with Rachel Garovich, and she was such a doll. And my first episode, if you guys did not listen to it or watch it, please go back because it has all of Rachel's history, story, background, and all the amazing reasons why you want to talk to Rachel. Because <laughs> Rachel, if you've ever thought about writing a book, dreaming about writing a book, not thinking you're good enough to write a book, she's going to squash all of that stuff for us in the next 30 minutes and explain to you why, how, and all the other. But before we get there, Rachel, mm-hmm. I ended the last show with one image of yours from Facebook, yes. and this was the other one I asked for permission to yes. post because... You know, when we put ourselves out there is when we grow the most, when mm-hmm. we're our most vulnerable. We just talked about off-camera Brene Brown, so we're going to have to incorporate yeah. some Brene into this particular Absolutely. show because I love Brene <laughs> and her podcast. I don't know if yes, you've ever listened to her I podcast. Yes, I do love it. It's a really great podcast. So this image is the mighty, tough uh, Rachel Garovich with the mask on, mind you, so don't let that fool you. That is her under the mask. <laughs> and she's showing us her guns. Um, what was this post all about? Because I had no idea till I saw it. And I thought, that is so cool. Look at her coming out on Facebook like that. So tell me what was going through your head when you posted this. I've been lifting weights since, I want to say, probably six years. Okay. Six years, something like that. Uh And I have found that lifting weights, while I started doing it as a way to just feel good about my body, Mm -hmm. made me physically stronger, but then it also made me emotionally stronger. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. The stronger I got, the more confident I got, the more... There's a theme going on with our shows here. Yeah, more powerful I felt. The happier. The happier I felt. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I've been lifting for a very long time, and after lifting, you know, I get a little pumped, and I'm Mm -hmm. in the bath that's in the bathroom of my gym. I took a picture. I was like, ooh, this looks good. And I thought, like, should I put this on Facebook? And let me tell you something. There's a lot. So in my, what I wrote here, can I, is it okay if I just read what it says? No, I want you to, yeah. Okay. So I wrote here, it says, this month marks five years since leaving ultra-Orthodox Judaism, one year since leaving my marriage and moving out on my own, five months since coming out as queer, 
four months since starting my job as a nurse, feeling more confident, more authentically myself, and getting stronger in all ways. What's next? So I almost every single year since I left ultra-Orthodox Judaism, I write about it. Mm -hmm. And I usually write a long post. Now, part of ultra-Orthodox Judaism, as we talked about in the first show, was covering. Oh, like, cover I'm your sure hair. you could never oh, post it. Like, you would have been divorced no. over this, right? Heck no. Well, maybe not divorced, but definitely in big trouble. Yeah, <laughs> something bad something would bad. have happened to you. It would not be good. You cover your hair. You cover your collarbone. You cover your elbows. You don't wear pants. You have to wear skirts. You cover your knees. There are so many, so many rules. There's a book on Amazon, if anyone wants to look it up, that's 700 pages of, rules? of modesty rules. Just, oh, my goodness. It's crazy. So I took this picture in the bathroom, and I happen to know that it's around the time that is the anniversary of leaving Ultra Orthodox Jews. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? Instead of writing this long post, which I love to sure. tell stories. I do. You're an amazing writer. <laughs> I, I love to tell stories. What if I post a picture of myself where you could, like, see all the things you can't see? And, like, that's right. a way to say, all here the I things. am. Yeah. Here I am. And there's nothing wrong with this. Because I, when I stopped. Nothing wrong with it at all. When I, I was telling in the first episode, I'll tell you more about that. When I was telling you about uncovering my hair mm-hmm. and coming to Toastmasters, mm-hmm. the first time I came to Toastmasters with my hair uncovered, I was terrified. Were you really? I was terrified because I was taught that a married woman's uncovered hair is nakedness. That's what I was taught. Those were the words that were used. When I came to Toastmasters with my hair uncovered, I felt like I, I might as well have walked in with no clothes on. I still had the skirt and the everything else because I hadn't sure. done everything. I only uncovered my hair. Mm-hmm. But just that... You felt naked? I felt completely naked. And there's no and you way in the so world. And normal in could, the whole room. I could not look like that. Yeah, I kept looking at people. And I would, what I would do, I would go to coffee shops. I would go to Toastmasters. And I would look at someone like you and be like, she's sitting there with her hair uncovered. And she's fine. I could be <laughs> Why fine. Why can't I be fine? Yeah, I would think that. Or I would see someone in shorts. And I would think, they're wearing shorts. No one else here thinks it's weird. I'm the only one who thinks, <laughs> thinks it's weird. Yeah, They were programmed. Exactly. The, the first time I went to a dressing room to try on shorts, I uh-huh. cried. I Aww. cried, and I didn't buy them. Didn't I went there, them? I tried them, I, and I cried, and I left. I couldn't handle it. It was too much. That This five years later, and I'm all, I'm like, that's. I, I was impressed. You had some major guns Thank going you. on. I was like, whoa, look at Rachel go. Thank I'm posting you. that. <laughs> I'm sharing that. We're talking about it. Thank you. So the courage, A, you came out as gay. Mm-hmm. You now are posting yourself in pictures of bathrooms, like half modestly not dressed because your stomach and your arms and <laughs> yes. everything is showing, right? Yes, all the things. Even though you had a mask on, you know, but was still. Was very modest there. Very modest with the mask, yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, at the end of the day, your story between the first show and this one, mm. I, I find incredibly inspiring because of what you put out there. And you don't worry about what other people think of you. So now let's talk about writing books. Yes. Yes, And I've been wanting to do an episode because I, I have a couple of friends that have written books or started writing books or dreamed of writing books. And so I was already kind of searching online. So I, I kind of laughed because I was searched how to write a book. And mm-hmm. I came up with selfpublishingschool.com. Mm-hmm. So if you want to take like the technical, you could go onto this website and it will actually give you a free template. I can't imagine That's that interesting. it's... Yeah, right? I can't imagine <laughs> that the template's going to be an award-winning book, but if it gets you started, hey, more power to you. Yeah. So while I'm doing all this research, I'm going through like the process of writing and publishing a book successfully. Like I'm trying to be all geeky and learn what I could bring to you guys. <laughs> the next thing I know, I see this post from Rachel on Facebook. Literally the same moment I was researching it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I know her. 
And how do you become a happiness coach? She wrote a book on how to become a happiness coach? I had no idea. In all the times that I listened to your speeches in Toastmasters, Mm -hmm. I had no idea that you were actually a well-written novelist. Like, you'd Mm -hmm. written books. Books, yeah. I didn't know. I I knew you were into writing, but I didn't realize you had all these books published. Mm -hmm. So when I saw you post this one, this was on March 2nd. So interesting enough, it was the next day after your Mm -hmm. post with your cousin on March 1st. Oh, this is this year, though. Oh, this is this year. Oh, that was last year. Okay, so it was a year later. You post this on Fab Jobs. So I am curious. I need you to tell us Mm -hmm. all about Fab Jobs. Sure, I will, yeah. But as I'm on your website, you have all these other books, The Doula Mm -hmm. Advantage, Becoming a Doula, Birth Plans for Dummies. Mm -hmm. And then here's on Fab Job, like all these different coaches. Did you ever do a different Fab Job book or was that the one that you did? I did three Fab Job. Well, I wrote three Fab Job books and then there's a book that I edited. For Fab Job. For Fab Job. So explain to the audience who might be listening, what is Fab Job? Fab Job is a really cool website and I have a lot of gratitude towards them because mm-hmm. they gave me my first break as a writer. Actually. Did they? Yes. Okay. Yes. Their whole thing is jobs that people want to become, they have no idea how to do it. Okay. For example, how do you become an actor? Or how do you become a firefighter? Or how do you become a life coach? It's not as intuitive as how do you become an engineer? You go to school and you get an engineering degree. I bet you they have one of these on how to be an author. I should have looked that up. They do. (laughs) They do. And they also have one how to become a public speaker. Really? Yes. They have. Did they mention Toastmasters in it at all? I don't remember. (laughs) I think I have read it. I'm not sure if I read it, but it it might be there. So that's what they do. Mm -hmm. And my first writing job came from Fab Job. Do you want to hear? Yeah, I I do. I want to, of course. I mean, anybody listening who's interested in writing, they want to hear. So I was a new, brand new writer. Mm -hmm. I want to say that I had maybe been an assistant editor for a a publishing company online for maybe three months at this point and Mm -hmm. had written maybe five articles. My point is I had no qualification. None. None (laughs) whatsoever. Put it out there. I had no qualification. Which, again, is inspiring because you don't need qualifications necessarily to write anything. No, you You just write what's in your heart. You don't. You don't. You have to be willing to research and work for it, but Mm -hmm. you do not need any qualifications. I was looking at writing boards, looking at message boards where you would see posts for people looking for writers. Right. And there was this company, Fab Job, that did not exist yet. Mm-hmm. It was a completely new startup. Okay. And they had a list of guides of topics that they wanted someone to write about. And I looked at this list and I happened to recognize on the list the word doula. And you're like, I know what that is. And that was my whole qualification, <laughs> which is so insane to me when I think about it. So a doula, for those that don't know, a doula is mm, loosely translated as someone who attends a childbirth as a physical, emotional, spiritual support to the family. Okay. That's what a doula is. So you hold their hand while they're yeah, going, you hold, you hold their hand. Mm-hmm. You provide some sort of advocacy. You do a lot of things like that. It doesn't require a medical degree. It's something okay. that you don't really even – you can become certified, but you don't have to become certified. Okay. That's what a doula is. So I'm looking at this job board, and I see this book they want to write. And mm-hmm. what went through my head was, I know what a doula is. I bet a lot of people don't know what a doula is. Mm-hmm. I bet there are not going to be many people applying for this job because they don't know what that word is. <laughs> but I know what the word means. So so you're qualified. I, I, in, I don't know. Chutzpah is the only word for it. it would, what is the uh, word? Chutzpah, it's Yiddish, and I have no translation for it. <laughs> it's like, I don't have a translation for it. <laughs> I, I've never heard of such a thing. That's okay. The chutzpah it takes to apply to a job like that. I wrote the proposal and I the application. And which you're a great writer, so they liked your application. They did. And I said, my math degree actually qualifies me to write this book. That's kind of a stretch. Uh, yes. Hold on. I sold myself very well. <laughs> I said, I have a degree in theoretical math. 
and I don't know if you remember geometry from high school and doing proofs and theorems. I try not to, but anyways. That was my favorite. Uh-huh. So what do you do in a proof and a theorem? You go from here to here, and you say how you got from here to there. So I said, I am well-suited to explain to someone how to get from here to there. Because I've had a baby. And I know how to do math. So <laughs> <laughs> and they gave me the job, and then I freaked out. So I'm like, oh, I, I actually need to do this all, now. I've never written a book. Okay. Second of all, I am not a doula. I've never even had a doula at my, this was, I had just had a you baby. You just knew what it meant. I just knew what it meant. I hadn't even had a doula at my birth. And I'm going to write a book on how to become a doula. Well, now I need to figure this out. <laughs> and I did. I interviewed, I don't know, over 100 doulas. Okay. Some people in person, some people through email. Uh-huh. And that's how I wrote the book. And then this book that I wrote with no qualifications is required reading for a whole bunch of doula certification programs. It's required it's reading. It's required reading. This one, and then maybe three years later, the Doula Advantage, that one is published by Three Rivers Press, which is a part of Random House. That is so they, cool. They came to me. They were like, we need another book out of you, woman. They came to me, and they, we want to write this book That's about so doulas. Cool. We saw that you wrote this other book, and they asked for a proposal, and I said, okay, and they gave it to me, and I said, they're crazy, and I wrote it. <laughs> and that book also is on a whole bunch of doula. So everyone assumes I'm a doula, because of course I must so, be a doula. But you went but to school not. for math. Mm-hmm. Where did the writing capabilities, where, do, where did you learn them? I, I've always written. I, I remember being a little kid and having this little tan blank book that I would mm-hmm. just write these crazy stories about, like, aliens coming to destroy the world and all these things. Oh, I love I've, it. I've always loved Enjoyed writing. writing. Yes, okay. always. So it was a God-given gift. Yeah. It really was. I mean, people say that to me about um, how, do, how, how did I learn speaking on Toastmasters. I'm like, well, they absolutely helped. Yes. But I think that I probably had that talent in me already. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like your ability to write effectively, convincingly, obviously, you can convince people of talents that you don't even possess. <laughs> yes. So that makes you a very good writer. <laughs> I know, uh, right? <laughs> exactly. So what I, what I loved the exactly. most, um, I, t- I, t- I took a quick look at the self-publishing mm-hmm. website on the topics of I don't have time. Oh, my God, I could say so much. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about that because yes. that is probably the other excuse and I do think and that was one of your quotes but I'm going to get to you momentarily about we make time for things that matter yes so here you are writing all these books in the mm-hmm. midst of what please share with us what were you doing that you didn't think you had time but you made time oh absolutely my first book I wrote with a baby under the age of one with no babysitter uh-huh. I wrote the whole book myself I would <laughs> breastfeed him I would crook him in my arm like this like that uh-huh. kind of stick my nipple and type and like type that. all you and had that's how I wrote a book <clears throat> yes exactly I did that my second book, I wrote, I had a, ba- uh, a baby at home, I want to say a two-and-a-half-year-old at home, and a job as an editor at home, and I wrote a whole book. My third book, uh, Birth Plans for Dummies, mm-hmm. that one, I had twins who were under a year old, no babysitter, two older children who I was homeschooling, and a full-time job as a writer, and I wrote the book. If you want to do something, you will find the time. And and you know what? You said that a couple times in our email correspondence yes. back and forth. So for I, please put it up on the screen because I had to highlight, you can find the time if it's what you really want to do. Absolutely. I have said that for, for years because, oh, I don't have time to work out. No bullshit. <laughs> we all say that. But you do have time. And in this yes. last six months, I've been really on purpose about self-care. So I've been getting up at 5 in the morning to go work out because it's important to me. Yeah. It wasn't important to me years ago. So I didn't make the time. We all are given 24 hours a day. And we need to choose how we're going to spend that time. It, choosing it, that's the thing. You have to choose. It's a and choice. Sometimes we don't want to give up what we have 
to, to do. Get, because mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable. I mean, what's more comfortable? Scrolling Instagram for hours doing nothing oh, or easy. writing a book. Or writing a book. Scrolling is scrolling way easier. Way easier. <laughs> way easier. <laughs> so if you try to tell me that you've always dreamt of writing a book, but you don't have the time, oh, bullshit. Because we got Rachel right here to prove <laughs> she can sit there with a little baby on her boob while she's <laughs> typing her first book. Yes. That's pretty amazing. Um, and so besides the I don't have time, I thought this was really interesting that you didn't feel like you were an expert enough, or that's what you hear commonly from people that have the goal of being a writer, but maybe they feel inadequate. They don't have the self-confidence. They don't have... So what's your your advice for them? Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the people who are saying that they don't know enough to write a book are actually experts. But I want to say as someone who wrote a book not knowing anything, Uh you don't need to be an expert. And in fact, sometimes the less you know, the better it is, because you can ask yourself, what would... I want to know. I don't know about this. What would I want to know? And Mm -hmm. as long as you can ask yourself that question and you're willing to spend the time researching, reading, talking to other people, you can learn anything and you can write about anything. They tell you you should write about what you know. That's where you start. That's where you start. That's where you start. So your first book might be your own self-biography. Uh, that's, that's where you mm-hmm. start. Or that's your inspiration. You're like, well, I'm kind of interested in this hobby. Okay, right. that's great. That's a good start. And then you keep going. But not knowing enough is never an excuse. So time and not knowing enough, bullshit excuses. I'll say it right here because it's my show and I can say shit all I want. <laughs> and with that said, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. Please come right back because we're going to finish talking about advice on if you want to write your first book, how to get started. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century already. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for your realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. However, my experience doesn't matter nearly as much as my clients' experience. I dare you to Google me. You'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Hi, my name is Rob Sell. I'm with Sell Home Inspections. been doing home inspections in the Valley for about 20 years. I do a variety of home inspections from new builds, resale, commercial, multifamily units, fourplexes, duplexes, and even on up from there. I can be reached at 602-908-7355. Again, 602-908-7355. Thank you, and I appreciate it, and I look forward to hearing from you. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. 
Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602 741 4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Boyer's Title is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest group of title insurance underwriters, Lawyer's Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone, ask a realtor or loan officer today about using Lawyer's Title on your next real estate transaction. Lawyer's Title is a member of the Fidelity National Financial Family. So we're back from commercial break, guys, and having way too much fun on mm-hmm. commercial. Thank you for <laughs> tuning back in if you had to leave for a little while. So we were just talking with Rachel about how it doesn't matter if you don't know nothing. Just whatever it is that you're interested in, you do the research and you can write about anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you know what I, that came to mind? When I freaked out over speaking in public years ago mm-hmm. and I was had the opportunity to be promoted in my job at that time and I almost didn't take it. My boss at the time helped me get into the School of Real Estate, and I started teaching contract law at the School of Real Estate. This is 20, 15, 20 years ago. And what I realized is every time I went to go teach a class, I had to prepare so much ahead of time that they, there's that saying, the best student's always the teacher. Yes, yes. Right? And so I think that kind of goes hand in hand with writing a book because mm-hmm. if you have the dream, because I, I love giving people motivation to achieve their dreams on this show. If you have the dream and you know there's a topic you're interested in, mm-hmm. it's, it, like you say, it's almost better that you don't know yes. much about it because as you're de- de- you know, developing the research to put the book together, that's when you become the expert. Absolutely. There's a saying, I don't remember who said it, but there's a saying, write the book that you want to read. And I think that's one of the best advice that you can ever receive from anyone. Write the book that you want to read. Write the book that you want to read. I love that. So as I um, am starting to wrap up the rest of our show, Mm -hmm. there was a couple things you wrote, and I have to get out my really horrible old (laughs) glasses, that um, why I became a writer, how I almost didn't become a writer, Mm -hmm. story of writing my first book, jump Mm -hmm. in and just do it, doubts as a writer, normal, everyone has them, right, anyway, writing advice. So ask me any questions on writing nonfiction books, happy to answer. Mm -hmm. So why do you say nonfiction? You have no experience? all of my books are nonfiction. I have written a novel, but it is in my computer and Uh not uh, publishable. Why? (laughs) Because it's not. So, (laughs) But maybe one day. Maybe one day so maybe you need to follow your own advice and even though maybe you don't have experience no I need to just write just just finish it and just do it yeah is it actually done oh yeah I did this thing called NaNoWriMo have you ever heard of it Mm -hmm. oh you have to know about NaNoWriMo NaNoWriMo is National Novel Writing Month it is every November okay and the goal is that within 30 days you write a 50,000 word novel wow and I did it Every year for maybe five or six years. Uh-huh. And it's a creative act. It's no sure. one, I mean, I think people have published their NaNoWriMo novels. Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't have that intention. Uh-huh. But the exhilaration of the 30th day and that fifth, first of all, you're exhausted. It's like a marathon. Right. But it feels amazing. NaNoWriMo? NaNoWriMo. NaNoWriMo. <laughs> National and, Novel Writing Month. And what was the other word on break that you and Farai were teaching me? Chutzpah. Chutzpah. So you need to have the chutzpah to yes. go and do the NaNoWriMo. Yes, you do. Good use. Thank Good you. Good use of a word. It's, it's the, the word, word of the, of the day. day. <laughs> 
Jinx. So on table topics and Toastmasters, there's also the word of the day. Yes. So for those of you guys who want to go check out Toastmasters, <laughs> just know you're to incorporate chutzpah. Yes. Chutzpah is the word of the day. Uh, because that's our word of the day. So yes. please use it all day long as often as you'd like. <laughs> yes. And first say to yourself what you would be mm-hmm. and then do what you have to do. Yep. So advice on non fiction novels mm-hmm. but you've written a fiction novel that is hiding, hiding in, your computer. in my computer yes well, and many short stories i actually prefer writing short stories i really? love writing short stories yeah so i was and poetry and poetry oh my gosh and poetry i've published you've published poetry mm-hmm. i did not know that so that's not on your website if it is it I, might be is it i'm not sure though okay so on your website this is something else i want to talk about mm-hmm. because i noticed you we can ask you any questions and i want people to come and find you so at the end of the episode yeah. i'm going to make sure that everybody has your email your facetime or your facebook your mm-hmm. every which way to get a hold yeah. of rachel gurevich and have more of you in their life absolutely you can be hired that's yes. what I noticed yes. on your website. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about that. Because as I was diving into your website about how I could hire you, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, there's so many things I want to hire Rachel for. <laughs> you know, copywriting, all kinds yes. of stuff. Because I'm in real estate and I do marketing. Yes. And I can imagine having somebody like you mm-hmm. to dress up my listings. My listings would fly off the shelves even faster than yes. they already are. Yeah. So what are the things that you can be hired for? What have people hired you to do? I've done copywriting. Okay. For The funny thing is one of my most memorable copywriting experiences was writing about bathroom tiles. And can I just tell you that trying to make bathroom tiles interesting, it's a challenge. <laughs> it's a if challenge. anybody can do it, I'm sure you Especially could. multiple bathroom tiles. Like, what do I say about this one? I mean, <laughs> but, but it you worked. figured it out. Absolutely. So was it in a catalog or what was it It was for? a website for a company that remodeled kitchens. Okay. It was, that's what it was. Uh, I once did copywriting for a pregnancy test company that I cannot name. I'm uh-huh. not allowed to name them. That's fine. But I wrote Facebook posts for them, so I've done that. I've written social media Ooh, posts. I've done that. Social media posts. And then I do book writing coaching. Basically, someone has a book idea, they want to write something, and they just don't know how to mm-hmm. start, or they don't know how to go from here to there. And I could sit with them and say, okay, here's what you want to do, here's what they're thinking, and I guide them. I'm okay. not the writer. It is something I do. I do write also, obviously. So is that what's called ghostwriting? It's more yeah, basically I'm, write I'm for somebody else. I, right, that's ghostwriting, and mm-hmm. I have I have ghostwritten before, mm-hmm. but that's not. I, that's it's not, not my passion. It's not what I love. Mm-hmm. I, I'll do it, but it's not my favorite thing. My favorite thing is actually to take someone who says, I want to write a book and say, okay, let me help you write it. Ooh. Because in the end, uh-huh. I could write your book, but it's not. Your book, it's, it's, then. Yeah. It, I want it to be your book. Right. And it's so much more exciting. It's like being a doula. Okay. It's so much more exciting to help someone birth their book. So somebody birthing their book makes me remember, I watched you give a speech, and that speech did change how I looked at Toastmasters. Really? It what was, did I say? It was a speech. <laughs> she was she was basically educating all of us on how to provide mm. good critique that others don't take offense to, but mm. can grow from and learn from and improve. So part of Toastmasters, uh, these two shows are definitely interwoven because yeah. you can't talk about one without the other. No, is not just delivering a good speech. It is how to give good feedback so that your colleagues can deliver better speeches. Mm-hmm. And it in incredibly increases your ability to recognize clutch words. Mm-hmm. Um, rec- see, there's an um. I want to click myself right now for saying such an, <laughs> such an um word. Yes. Uh, there's also the just content and structure of speeches. So part of Toastmasters, 
we give speeches, and then there are the folks who then give the critique to those who delivered the speeches so that their next speech can improve. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you that that talent you developed in Toastmasters helped you do what you're talking about now. Because if I came to you and said, Rachel, I really want to write a book. Mm -hmm. I think I know what it's about. I'm sure you can help guide me Mm -hmm. to be crystal clear about that outcome that I want to have and the steps to get me there. And Mm -hmm. you would critique me on how to improve, whether it was a written or a verbal communication. So I'm sure you could probably help me write speeches, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, absolutely. Because that was some of the the things that you learned about. And so in the speech, you were giving all the steps. There was like the sandwich approach. Mm -hmm. I still remember the sandwich approach. You give a little (laughs) bit of good, some meat in the middle, and then you finish with a little bit of good so that they don't leave defeated at the end of of your (laughs) speech. Um, Why can't I think of the word? So you deliver the speech, and then mm-hmm. there's the... Evaluation. Thank you. <laughs> the evaluation. Yes. So Rachel basically took a talent she learned at Toastmasters mm-hmm. and has now offering to help people. Yes. So do you mind me asking, do you just customize pricing? Like, how, what would something like that cost? If I came to you and said, Rachel, I need your help. I want to write my first book. What do I do? It totally depends on what somebody wants. Okay. Right? Because some people want to be held, have their hand held and go through a whole process. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking about multiple... Hours. Emails or hours mm-hmm. or talking one-on-one. Some people are just like, I just want to talk to you for an hour and try and figure things out. And that's a different thing. And mm-hmm. some people say, hey, I have written a chapter. Will you read it and give me feedback? That's a whole different other – they're all different. It all depends on what's happening. So you're an editor, a writer. There are so many things that you do. What is the favorite thing for you? Like if you take this big ball of Rachel that started off as this Orthodox Jew at one point yes. living in Jerusalem or Israel mm-hmm. and wearing wigs out in public because nobody could actually see her real hair, mm-hmm. to now we have this woman doing this in the bathroom, <laughs> coming out to the world, writing novels and being a nurse and achieving so much. So if I were to take all of that what what is your favorite part of Rachel that you would share with those today that are listening? Wow, uh, being myself. Yeah, being myself, right? I mean, as long as whatever I'm doing, I'm being myself. That's it. And when I'm working as a nurse and I get to be myself with my patients, I love that. If I'm writing and I get to be myself as a mm-hmm. writer, I love that. If I work with somebody with the, while they're writing a book, mm-hmm. I just like making people feel empowered to do their own thing. That's always been what I've written about. When I wrote about fertility, I empowered people. When I talk about childbirth, I empower people. When I'm writing, when I'm with my patients, I just want them to feel empowered. I want people to understand that they can do so much more than they realize. And that's super beautiful. Now, before we leave, I do remember seeing somewhere in here that you um, work with cancer patients. Yes, that's what I do. And you're actually my second guest that I've had that works that has worked mm-hmm. with cancer patients. What do you do with cancer patients specifically? So I'm on an oncology floor at a hospital. Mm-hmm. So we have patients of all different types who come in at all variations of their cancer. Mm-hmm. And they could be there for any reason. They could have had surgery. They might be getting some sort of chemo treatment that requires hospitalization. They might be having side effects of chemo. There's a lot. It's just it's a wide variety. Mm-hmm. And then we also had patients who are at the end of life, as in the right. last 12 to 24 hours of their life. So and instead of going to hospice, they come to you guys? It's kind of like a hospice, okay. but not really because we have – there's hospice we send out mm-hmm. as if they're going to live longer than 12 to 24 hours. Gotcha. But people who are going to die immediately, they do come to our floor, and we provide what's called comfort care. Mm. 
Well, you sound like an angel on every front, <laughs> I, I have to tell you. And I am certainly very inspired and grateful that you came on today. Oh, thank I, you. I, I had so much fun. That you shared. I know. We're going to have to do this again because there's probably a whole episode we can do just you coming out. You know, like seriously, <laughs> yes. the emotions that go into that and all the oh, uh, ramifications and different changes of relationships. Yeah. Um, and so before, because we're about done with the show, before we finish, Brene Brown. Yes. We're both fans of her. Yes. And I had shared with you my favorite three C's. Yes. What's your favorite Brene Brown anything? Favorite Brene Brown anything? Oh, that's such a big question. I would say what she says about shame. Yeah. That just that shame is kind of like this little box. Mm-hmm. And if you share the thing that you have shame about the sh- with the right person. Of course, where it's safe. You, they have to, as Brene Brown says, someone has to earn the right to hear your story. Mm-hmm. So if they've earned the right to hear your story and you tell that story, there's n- there's no freedom better than that. And I learned that from Brene Brown. I love that. Well, I think that's a wonderful way to finish our show today. Yes. Thank you again so much, <laughs> Rachel, for joining us. Thank you. And I hope you guys enjoyed learning all about Toastmasters and how to write a book. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> So hopefully you guys enjoyed everything that you learned listening to Rachel, whether it was about Toastmasters or whether it was about writing books or just her own story of coming out and her stories of miscarriage. Oh my goodness. She is an amazing woman. So you can actually hire her. You can book her for your next writing project by going to her website, rachelgarevich.com. If you're not sure how to spell it, it's R-A-C-H-E-L-G-U-R-E-V-I-C-H.com. You can also reach her at rachel.garevich at gmail.com. Her website, I already mentioned, but she's also on Facebook. You can find her almost anywhere, and I hope you do because she's an amazing woman, and I'm probably going to be hiring her myself for my next writing project when I discover what it is. What a great show, and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, Check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. Otherwise, we'll have another show for you again right here next Monday at 11 a.m. Arizona time. I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. I'm on vacation every single day, every single day.